and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jerry coming live from the West Village of Manhattan. That's right. Every Monday, we read your emails, we hear your stories, we give you some advice, some perspective. And I want to thank you. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you for sending your emails, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. You know, it's interesting what's going on right now. We have the J Train on Mondays, the Luxury Lounge on Thursdays. I'm getting so many Luxury Lounge emails. You, it, it is considerate. We can consider it a hit. People are into the Luxury Lounge, but I need more dating and advice emails too. We got to make sure we keep up. I got to keep this influx. I have enough, but I, you know, I just want to make sure I keep people on their game. You got dating issues. You got you got you got lifestyle problems. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. and keep telling your friends. It is the time of year for J Train. Right now, it is that pre-cuffing season. There's a lot. We're we're post-ish pandemic for some. Some of you didn't even have a pandemic, and you know, like there's, we're all over the board. There's, and here's where we come in. Where this podcast comes in is at that 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 meeting of 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 lifestyle and vagueness. You know, of of things changing, seasons changing, technology changing, a pandemic changing, a Delta variant out there somewhere. This is where this podcast comes in because you go, well, I've been through this, but not through this in this way or under these conditions. And that's where my guests and I, we come in and we joke around and we have fun with the topic and we we talk it out so you don't have to. You get to put your brain on the shelf. So there's someone in your life, there's a group chat in your life that this podcast should be sent to, and I'd love for you to do that now. Or make it your Instagram story. I'm putting up videos on Instagram. Play with the Instagram videos. That's just a just a touch. Just give me a touch, a like, a tag, a a watch. Like these are all considered forms of payment. Also, the sponsors. We have sponsors on every episode. And this is the time of year, you know, we get a lot of sponsors and this podcast is kind of built for a sponsorship because every email is kind of a, at the end of every email, you could put a, a, a bookmark and come back to it. So we get a lot of podcast sponsorship and I don't know if they can help you, but if they can, they're giving you free money and it's an opportunity for you to help yourself and a podcast that you love. So if there's something here that can help you out, um, I love hearing that, and I want you to support the sponsors because that supports this show. Um, I got live shows all over this great nation, people, um, and we're adding live shows every day, and that's because of you, because of you, the listeners. You're you're truly unbelievable. I, I got New Brunswick, New Jersey, Perrysburg, Ohio, which is near Toledo, Buffalo, New York, Syracuse, New York, and also the Live You Up podcast at Town Hall. Tickets are still available. The Live You Up podcast, if you're a J-Train fan, a lot of you have come over from You Up or whatever, vice versa. This is a an event. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the audition room every day working on the dance moves. I've got the feather boas have been purchased. So get that group chat together. That's December 8th, Town Hall going to be an amazing show um and really that's it the, you know let's get to the, today's guest um an okp original key player he's been on the show many times excited to have him back hilarious comic phil hanley everybody phil good to see you buddy 
J Train, great to see you, man. You're in the it's West Village. I'm coming to you uh, from the East. Oh, really? A little yeah, East, we're covering Lower Manhattan. East Coast, Lower Manhattan, East Coast, West <laughs> yeah. Coast, getting together. How yeah. are you today? What's going on now? Phil is taping. And listen, again, there's a reason for everything, people. Phil is on this show because he's got a special that he's taping at the Comedy Cellar, November 16th, two shows, 8 and 10 p.m., Comedy Cellar. We, you know, when you tape a special, Phil, have you taped, you did a Comedy Central half hour did, special? Yeah, I've done a half hour special, and then I did a special in Canada, like, way before I should have done a special in Canada. Mm. Uh, so I've done a couple, but this is all me. So, like, I'm, like, you know, self-financing it. I'm, like, hiring everybody. We and, are, uh, we are yeah. a podcast that is all about entrepreneurial endeavors. And yeah. I think it's great what you're doing. I, it's great what a lot of comics are doing. Make it yourself. Put it out yourself. Get your audience. Have people go. And, and anyone listening right now is going to love Phil. He's hilarious. He talks about dating and relationships on stage. You're going to love hearing his act. And if you're in the New York area, Comedy Cellar, what a pleasurable experience to go to that club. November 16th, 8 and 10 p.m. Go to their website. Get your t- It's a reservation. So you don't even have to you know, get the reservation because these fill up, right? Yeah, it'll be hope. I mean, we're trying it's uh yeah, it's a big endeavor. So yeah, people bought tickets. That would uh, that would mean a lot. <laughs> so everyone go. I listen. You got me. I'm telling you right now. I you're gonna have. I know who will. I know the audience listening. I know who they'll have fun seeing. You're gonna have fun seeing Phil Hanley at the cellar, November sixteenth. It is a special taping. What goes What goes through your mind? I I, I love talking to Canadian comedians. And someone came out to me the other day. They go, Why are Canadian comedians so good? And I might have talked to you about this in the past, but I think Canadians tr- think respect co- comedy as a job in a way that is different than America. Yeah, I think that there's that, and we, we like Canadians. We're like America's little brother, so we're watching. Mm. You know, we have our experience, but we have our eyes on what you guys are doing too. So we have a bit of an outside perspective on everything that's going down. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think. It's also there's very little opportunity as far as like, you know, there's like kind of one famous comedian at a time in Canada. Mm. So, yes, you know, it's pretty uh, competitive. Who is that right now? Who's the one Canadian? Who's the top of the Canadian? I would say, I mean, internationally, Russell Peters. Yeah, still. Still. And in Canada, there's a comedian named Brent Butt who is like, the Brent funniest, Butt? funniest, funny Brent Butt, yeah, and he's he's been around forever. He's like our Seinfeld. He had a a show on in Canada. He's so funny, but um, yeah, he's he's mostly known in Canada. But he's wow. like he's like a mat. Like you, if you J Train, if you saw him, you'd be dying. Like he's just so funny. I- Listen, I take your word for it, but we're not here to talk about Mr. Butt. We're here to talk about no. Mr. Hanley. I, yeah. I, I, so listen, I want everyone to go to Phil's shows. He's hilarious. And I want to get right to the emails because Phil knows how this show works. Always gives great advice. Always fun. November 16th, Comedy Cellar, 8 and 10 p.m., two shows, a special taping. It's going to be special. It's going to be fun. Also, 
Phil's coming to Austin. I was just in Austin. He's going to be at the same place I was, the Vulcan Gas Company, November 19th through 20th. Where do they get tickets? Where Where do they go? You're, you got a website? Yeah, you go to my website, philhanley.com. There it is. So everyone go Phil's website, philhanley.com. Austin, New York. But most importantly, New York, we want to make this special. It's got to pop. We're going to hear the audience yeah. when they watch it on YouTube. Yeah, I need your people. You got you have They're energetic coming. people. Listen, energetic. We 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 listen, let's get to the emails. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Phil Hanley on Instagram as well at Phil M. Hanley. Okay, you ready? I yes, love sir. this question because it's it's in the lifestyle category of questions. We get a lot of dating relationships. This was called SOS Batch Advice Question. I love a bachelor party. I love a bachelorette party. I love the dynamic. As you know, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, this is like I know how to go on a trip, but now I got all these different personalities sprinkled in. How do you do it? You know? Yeah. And as a comic, when a bachelorette party comes in or a bachelor party comes in. You can spot, you can identify each character. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, you can. I, so what Phil's talking about is like, for for whatever reason, bachelorette parties love a comedy show experience. They they put it as a part of their whole deal. I, and you're right. You see the group, and you see who's the alpha, who's yeah. the who's getting married yeah you see who's mad that they're there who's yes. you know who's who's this is outside of that person's budget this is the person that it was inside of their budget yeah you yeah. know this is the person that's already married that's the one that's engaged yeah. bachelor parties don't show up as much to comedy shows because a group of and when they do they all just seem angry the men just don't seem happy to be there yeah they're they're it's they're there because of their one religious friend that doesn't want them to go to a strip bar <laughs> true all right so this one sos batch advice question hi papa jt feather feather i came to your comedy show and to be honest i was so surprised by how by how funny you were wow thank you this is this is the thing when you it's like you know back in the day you'd watch you know everybody loves raymond and you might go to like you know a comedy show and see someone from that show and you go oh i just thought you were on raymond now it's like oh i just thought you had this podcast no Go to the shows, people. I know what I'm talking about. Phil's great. November 16th. You're going to be surprised by him like you were by me. So ready? I was so surprised by how funny we were. I can't wait to see you again. Here I was thinking you were, you were, your calling was the giving advice, but obviously comedy is also your calling. I like to think the advice is funny here, but okay. Um, <laughs> anywho, I'm coming to you because I know you have the lowdown on how to throw the proper bachelor party, and perhaps you'll have the lowdown on a proper bachelorette. I was recently invited to a bachelorette party where we were basically told the itinerary and asked to shell up $2,000 plus. No questions asked. All of us are in our mid-20s, no longer on daddy's credit card, in graduate school and are working with starting salaries. More than half of the girls invited are messaging each other, commenting on the absurd expenses for a weekend trip. On top of that, she's having a destination wedding where the cost of travel and stay are also quite high. And the couple getting married are quite fancy, and I fear they require a fancy gift. Papa JT. What are us girls to do? How do we elegantly address our discomfort and even inability to pay for the whole bachelorette trip? Canceling is out of the question because we've already paid for travel and hotel stay, which was about $1,000. Thank you in advance for your help, and thank you for your brilliant mind, blessing us all with your wisdom. Best. What do we think? 
Mr. Hanley. This is a tough situation. They've already yeah. money is in. I my first inclination was you're out, and that's okay because yeah. and I and I my inclination was because I and I understand that twenty year old that mid twenties feeling of everyone's going to be mad if I don't show up. And what totally you, yeah. And, and I think you when you get to your thirties, you go. I don't give a fuck if everyone's bad. And what you find out is that they're not. They actually yeah. don't. They they don't mind. Totally, people get it. But no, I understand. I mean, first off, two K. That's a. I. That's a lot for just the Bachelorette. We're not even talking bridal shower. We're not even talking the 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 destination wedding that's coming up. The gift. Like, we're up to you know if we're being kind, you know, to the people throwing the wedding. If they're already at two thousand. We're heading into the four thousand dollar territory for one person. Quickly, quickly heading that Very direction. Very quickly. Yeah, I, I would say this. I would go. Uh, okay, so if the two K for the Bachelorette, if you're in, then I would then be like that. The present and stuff like that has to be reflected on the fact that you've already spent the two K on the party. We're we're talking a my presence is my present situation. In your 20s, I think your presence is your presence. Yes. Especially when you agree to all these things. I would say to her, I, I don't like the way this all happened. And here's the other thing that's, that's, that's she's not saying but I know is happening. This bachelorette party invite list is way larger than it should have been. If yeah. you're going to If you're going to say to people, we're taking a weekend trip, and she says, you know, half the girls are dead are uh, more than half of the girls invited are messaging each other, commenting on the absurd expenses for the weekend trip. That means you've invited twice as many people as you should have. Like, Absolutely. You know, so yeah. and I, I'm inferring a lot, but this comes from knowledge. This comes from being a person who's been invited to a lot of bachelor parties in the past. I just know how this dynamic work. And I know that this other group chat that's going on is it's a, it's it, it's it's a boiling hot pot like it is getting hotter and hotter and it's going <laughs> to yeah. get very bad. This trip yeah. will not be an enjoyable trip. And they're already in for a thousand That's, moving up to two thousand. It just it's building. Yeah, it's like a storm of negative energy. building now. There's no way it can live up to that. And, I mean, I personally could not imagine asking my friends to spend two grand on a party. Listen, and I, I can't, but I can. Like, I can understand how this happens. And I've been on this trip. And the bachelor party is only as fun as the most miserable person lets you have fun. Absolutely. So, so that that's the other problem is, like, nobody wants to be the shit, the, the turd in the punch bowl. I mean, if I were this woman, I would send this podcast to the whole bachelorette party and have them hear us discuss it so they yeah. can hear two reasonable people because we're not emotional about it. Here's what happens. You know, it becomes, well, you're fucking rich. Your parents pay all your fucking bills and it becomes personal yes. very quickly. Yeah. And it's not that this person's just saying, I love my friend. I love the group that's going. Yeah. I'm already in for a thousand. I need this. I need I need a uh, um I need some semblance of unity here. I need the group to and I don't want to be the one you know cheapo you know cheapo cheapskate Steen. I don't yeah. want to be that person. Yeah, it's well, a conundrum. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think commiserating with people helps, 
But yeah, I think once you're in the two grand, yeah, you got to have a hell of a time. I mean, you have to enjoy that. But I, in my head, there has to be, I would, I think going for that trip is going to be more memorable than a deluxe toaster oven at the wedding. So hold on. So this is now we're in the advice portion of this. We've discussed it a little bit. You're saying no gift. I'm saying let's forget the gift. That's, that's already like, to me, I understand what you're saying, but it's, that's already, we're already too far ahead. We have to concentrate on this bachelorette party. Okay. We have to concentrate on that they're already in for a thousand bucks and there's no chance of canceling. Right now, you know, Hitler had an assistant too. It wasn't just Hitler in charge. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. not to bring, <laughs> I'm just saying dictators have assistants. Yeah. Okay. I, and I, and so the, the, the bachelorette party might be planned by the, you know, the, the woman getting married, but she has someone that is running the show who thinks that $2,000 is a appropriate amount. Absolutely. And it could have got away from the actual. We have to get, we have to get to that person. Yeah. We need to have a personal conversation, not on text. You need to get together with them for coffee. Hey, and you need to be the someone, maybe this person, because they're, you know, emailing here. So they, and they've, they've explained it pretty well. You need to get coffee with whoever the the brides, you know, whoever's in charge of this party, whoever yeah. sent out that party itinerary, you got to sit with her and be like, hey, and now you are the representative of the peasants. You're yes. you're from you're from Cheapville and yeah. you're going to say to her, hey, we're we have an issue. There's 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 anger in the town. You know, the townspeople are starting to mobilize and yeah. we're and we're all in on this trip, but we have to figure out an itinerary that lets people politely opt out of certain things or an itinerary that includes everyone and can be fun for everyone at a price that in, that acknowledges that a thousand dollars has already been spent on a wedding that has a des- that has a destination wedding. And yeah. If that person can't understand that, then you got to go to the top dog. Um, but that person is whoever this person is that is. And now the itinerary can include, hey, we're not going to do dinners. You know, we're not going to do group dinners. Dinner will be at your leisure. Um, we'll be meeting at this place later in the night. And it's a bar where everyone can do their own tap. It doesn't have to be a table bottle service thing. Then it yes. becomes then it becomes, hey, we're going to do an event that is you know is fun but doesn't cost a lot of money you know I'm, I'm trying to think of like off the top of my head like you know something in in the vein of like hey we're gonna go to a daytime we're gonna go watch football and be around a bunch of dudes watching football you know i don't know this is things i'm or thinking in a very male way like you're gonna go to the beach on saturday or whatever in the beach or what like where, where depending what town they're in yeah there's things or opposed to going to like the five-star restaurant in that town. Well, yeah, right away, maybe. right away, making dinner not a dinner, like, or cutting it to one dinner, you've already alleviated a lot of financial pain. Absolutely. Because then it becomes, because then you, you've, a rat, but you need this person's itinerary to be so specific that it makes the people who are very worried about money more comfortable. Because yeah. you don't want them coming in more miserably. So you need to get to that itinerary maker and just let them know, hey, 
there's a big group of us that are really like nervous about the amount of money being spent on this trip. Yeah. And we want to be included. We want to have fun, but we need to create an itinerary together before we just send things out and say, that's how much it costs because it's a little bit insulting to the people who are already a thousand dollars in. Totally. Yeah. You, you failed if there's a meal and a couple of people are just eating bread. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a failure. So, but you're right. You could save so much money from, or just have one dinner and that I, almost makes it more special, right? On Saturdays totally. are one dinner opposed to like, we're going out three meals a day for the full weekend. Totally agree. And I like, you know, I think I'm, I'm trying to think of like bachelor parties I've gone on that have been great. Like, like I once went, went on a bachelor party to Vail, Colorado and like skiing is an expensive event, but yeah. so, you know what they basically, what we did was like, okay, Saturday, you're either skiing or you're, or we're meeting up at the bar after everyone's done skiing. And now that that gave everyone kind of the opportunity to go, hey, we're going to be the group that sleeps in. Hey, we're going to be the group that goes skiing. Hey, we're going to be the group that, you know, or, or I'm going to be the group that does one run of skiing and then just hangs at the bar. You know, yeah. it, it, when you make open ended, this is the plan and you have to make events that are available to everyone and and no judgment for not being there. And, and this, is, this is a very difficult thing to do. But I think she needs to get together with this assistant to really discuss this out. That and I've been on trips where that's the vibe and it's just it makes everyone relax. And then mm. when everyone does meet up, like everyone's meeting for the drink after the skiing and the people that slept in, the people that watch football that day and the people that skied meet up, it's re-energizing. Opposed totally. to dragging 18 people here and 18 people there. It's just exhausting. The whole the whole game of a bachelor bachelorette party is tent pole events where everyone knows they but only a few. You don't you don't want to over plan, but you want to make sure just like you said, everyone. Oh, look at we're all here at dinner. Oh, yeah. look at you know you know that guy's here. That guy. Oh yeah, you know they're bringing in energy. You're totally right. Yeah. And I think the biggest mistake she can make is to personalize this. If you go to that assistant person, if you go to the bride and say you guys can afford it, we can't. No, that's not the right attitude. It's totally. hey. It's hey, we you know we want to have fun, but I also I have ten thousand of disposable income a year, and you've just taken up one. You know, like I don't like yeah, yeah. You, you have to put it in a way that makes that opens up the conversation and lets them know like absolutely money must be acknowledged. J Train Podcast at gmail.com, J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Phil Hanley at Phil M Hanley on Instagram. The special, it's being taped, so you're gonna when you tape a special, people. This isn't like Phil trying out jokes. He's coming in with heaters. He's coming in for the kill. So every it's syllable, no, man. Every syllable. November 16th, 8 and 10 p.m., Comedy Cellar. Also, November 19th and 20th in Austin, Texas. Go, go, go. PhilHanley.com. How to actually own your standard. Jared, I love all your content. Saw one of your live shows in D.C., which was such a great time. Thanks for everything you do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My question today is about a ha how to actually own your standard. You talk a lot about this on your podcast, and it's something that I've definitely been trying to do in my dating life. But sometimes I feel like it's really hard to actually do. With the last guy I was seeing, everything was going great at first, and he was everything I wanted from, from someone. Then after a month or so, he changed and wasn't treating me in a way that aligned with my standards. I knew I needed to cut things off with him, but I had a really hard time doing this because I cared about him a lot and still do. 
And the first month had been so great. I found it hard to completely cut it off because of this. Do you have any advice for the actual process of owning your standard or how to make it less difficult? Any thoughts or advice would be very much appreciated. This is a good question. Phil, what do you yeah, think? Really? And, and I talk about own your standard has become kind of like a tagline of, of this podcast and the UF podcast. And it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's, it's something when it, when something becomes a tagline it becomes the more vague it gets, the more you forget how to do it. So I understand what she's saying. And also let me just, let me just say to her, it is easier said than done. You know, stand, you know, standards live on a spectrum not a hard line when you're dealing with someone you care about. You know, like, you know, when you, when you, when you care about someone, you say, hey, I want to do a dinner date, and then they do it, and the dinner date is fine. You go, okay, they did what I needed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I do love them. How do you think, uh, Phil? How, how, how would you relate to this email? Well, I mean, for one, I have been in that situation where I dated a woman for four months. The first month, was the greatest relationship I ever had. And then the last three were the worst I ever had. <laughs> yeah. But you're in this weird place where you're trying to get back uh, yes. to where you were. But that's impossible. That's like you have a great summer and then all of a sudden the winter comes along and you're still wearing shorts being like, no, I want it to be as warm as it was. <laughs> you can't You can't go back. You really got to evolve. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm not saying like one bad day you're out. But you can see this isn't as good as it was. And that you have to base it on the current moment, not, well, it was great four weeks ago. So you're not going to get, you're not, the reality is you're not getting first month person in the 10th month. No. It's just, that is a different person. The first month person was, they're putting on a show a little bit. You know, it's not, and, you have no history. There's no buildup. There's no, ah, I won't say anything now. And then it becomes 10 months later. You know, like, yeah. it, 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 I was thinking about this today because uh, a friend of mine was in a situation where they were just like really angry from work. And they were like, I'm not, like, I'm a friend of mine, they were like, I, I was talking to them on the phone today. They're like, I actually didn't even go home. I slept, you know, I, I just like, I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm sleeping at the office. And I was thinking of like their wife, you know, and I was like, that's so the opposite of how I would have handled it. Like I would have gone home and just tried to like shuffle it under the bed, so to speak. Yeah. And I was thinking about him doing that is actually probably that was so him. You know what I mean? Like me going home and shuffling it under the bed is is actually me putting on an act. You know, like and that's an act you do in month 1 and if you're still doing it in month 5, are you really growing with this person? Yeah. Like like to me I was like, "Oh, that guy doing him. Totally that is him to a T." And I know him. It was so him that I was like jealous of how okay he was with being him in his relationship. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. 100%. And you're like, Oh man, have I ever not, have I ever not put away the act? You know what I mean? So like, you know, to this person who's writing in, you say the first month 
there is an you're, you're like it was so great in the first month it's like yeah that and when they start avoiding or not being the boyfriend that you want them to be or the girlfriend you want them to be you have to say well this is them either being them or avoiding even having the conversation with me about who they really are you know yeah absolutely and um sometimes if you want to get back to that place sometimes the only way you can do it and i'm not saying is to confront them or if you cut them off maybe they'll have uh, an awakening and realize that they were kind of dropping well, the ball that's kind of my advice to this person they're looking for real world answers to a vague statement of owning your standard and what yeah. i would say to them is so many of the questions that i receive about dating and relationships are all like they're vague questions how do i get them to be a better boyfriend Oh, I don't know what the fuck that means to you. Yeah. How do I get them? How do I get them to commit? Well, what does that mean to you? I don't know what commitment means to you or what that, you know, we all think these words mean the same thing to everyone. They don't No. what I would say to this person. And listen again, easier said than done. They write, I knew I needed to cut things off with him, but I had a really hard time doing this because I cared about him a lot and still do. The first month had been so great. We just discussed, you're not going to get a first month guy. Okay. You have to stop thinking of the first month and how great it was and how you have to get back to that. You have to start thinking of like, what's the next thing I want? That's how you own your standard. It's like not, oh, I need, you got to treat me like a lady and you got to open door. No, 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 no. Do you want a dinner date? Like, 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 or yeah, do, do you right. want like a plan to be made for you? And you have to say to the person, hey, I'm, start with I'm turned off by how you've been acting lately. Start, say those exact words. I'm, yeah. be turned off. I am turned off by how you've been acting lately. I would like to do something, do blankety blank, whatever that is for you. I would like to hang out together this weekend. Make it happen. They do or they don't. That's the reality. That's the, and, yeah. and, and if they don't, you go, and, and hey, no other conversation Every conversation we have that isn't about the plan this weekend, it turns me off a little bit more. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they're now put at the place of losing you. That's great advice. First off, no man wants to hear uh, no. <laughs> something's turning turning the, the person off. That's, I mean, you could say that for if you're living with your boyfriend and he doesn't do the dishes, you can be like, that turns me off and those dishes are going to be Shit got real. We right. relate to hard and not hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of emasculating to be like, oh my, you know, um, you, you don't think I'm hot? Like, yeah. Hey, I, yeah. <laughs> and also, great advice a specific thing. It's like anything in your life. If you're like, uh, I want to, um, I want my career to go better. You're like, yeah, that's vague. Pick something. What do you want? You know what I mean? You want that promotion or you want to sell more tickets, whatever you want. Be specific. I think that's great. I think that's exactly a great advice. Listen, listen I didn't think I would get a lesson from the Shang-Chi movie. I saw Shang-Chi with Ronnie oh. Chang, our friend Ronnie Chang. Oh, right. Yeah. I went and saw it in theaters. I loved it. So, great movie. Ronnie's great in it. Um, but they have a very good line in it 
there's a line in it where like I and I'm like I can't believe I'm quoting a Marvel movie, but it was like aim uh aim for nothing uh hit nothing. And it's like that's true to everything in life. So it's like 100%. Yeah. So if you, you know, let's start thinking of like what you want. And if you can't even say what, if you don't even know what you want, then how can you expect the other person to know what you want? So yeah. start at that. Yeah. Second of all, when you say what you want and then you, you know, listen, you know how to answer the test at that point, you know how to grade them. So, yeah. and, and, you would say like, well, you know, a lot of people out there would be like, they're against ultimatums, they're against this. I am not against that for, you're four months in, you gotta know what you want. Yes. And four months in are small ass, and, 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 and it's an honest ass. The J Train Podcast is excited to announce our new sponsor, Bev. It's time to break the cycle of gifting the same old dusty bottle of wine back and forth to your friends and family. Actually, don't just break it. It's time to can it with Bev Canned Wine. I have the Bev Canned Wine, and I love it. I love having it I, I i put it in the fridge i like a colder wine no matter what i don't care what you say i'm just telling you right now it's fantastic and it's in this cute fun can and you crack it open and i've had you know people over to have it with me and you can see them light up. It's one of those cool... I really just enjoyed it. Their wines are dry, crisp, and a little fizzy. Super refreshing and delicious. I've been drinking them during The Bachelorette, and I love them. I'm, I'm a huge Bev fan. Plus, zero sugar and only three carbs and 100 calories per serving. And Bev comes in six varietals. Rosé, Sauve Blanc, Pinot Gris, Pinot Noir, and Glitz and Glam. I love the rosé. It's fantastic, and it's crisp, light, good, delicious. Goes down smooth, and it's just nice to drink wine out of a can. I just like it. Bev is the female-first canned wine brand made by chicks. It was founded to not only change the way you drink wine, but the way this stodgy old male-dominated industry has operated for generations. From Bev's female winemaker to their CEO and founder, they are breaking the wine glass ceiling one can at a time, people. Bev ships straight to your door, and shipping is always free. Their four packs are great for gifting or hosting. What a it is a great thing to bring to a party. I, I am telling you right now, I have it in my fridge. I'm loving it. I'm drinking it all the time. I've worked out a special deal just for you. You can get 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping on all orders. I suggest trying their best-selling Ladies' Night Variety Pack so you can check out all of their delicious varietals. Go to drinkbev.com slash JTrain or use code JTrain at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V.com slash JTrain. Train drinkbev.com slash jtrain 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping or get Bev nationwide at Target, Total Wine, Bevmo, and more. The J Train is excited. It's we're very excited. This is gonna be great. New sponsor, loving it. Welcome to the team, Bev. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. If you dread looking at your credit card statements, you're not alone. Debt can feel crippling, but Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom. I'm telling you, this is just an opportunity. If you got debt, Upstart might be able to help you. I don't know if they can, but it's worth a try. This is the equivalent of finding a $20 bill in your pocket. 
Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. The beauty about this is if you have debt, you're paying a rate. Upstart might be able to have a better rate and then you're saving money. There it is. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash JTrain. Don't forget to use my URL to let them know I sent you. That's upstart.com slash JTrain. Here's the fine print. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash JTrain. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Here with Phil Hanley. Hey, people, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't go see Phil Hanley <laughs> at the Comedy Cellar, November 16th, 8 and 10 p.m. Am I in town? Maybe I'll be there, like, just waving at people as they walk in. Oh, I'll, Jay I'll, Trey, I'll absolutely, man. I'll, I'll, come, I'll come greet at the door. Yeah, Yeah, that's totally. a Tuesday night. So I'll be, uh, well, that's Bachelorette night. So maybe I'm not going to be there. So listen, I'll be there in spirit. So November 16th. It's possibly there physically. I possibly. feel like you can watch it. I feel like yeah. you could pop in during a commercial break. Maybe I'll do that. So November 16th, 8 and 10 at the Comedy Cellar. November 19th and 20, Austin, Texas. PhilHanley.com. PhilHanley.com. Okay, lifestyle question. Adult friendships. I like this question. J Train, Feather Feather, love the podcast. Can't wait to see you when you come to Syracuse soon. I'm coming to Cuse, baby. Uh, my boyfriend and I moved in together about a month and a half ago. My friends all live out of town about an hour away. His friends live back where he grew up about 45 minutes away from where we live now. We want to make friends, but no, it can be tough to make new friends as adults. Our apartment building seems to be full of people our age. I'm 25, he's 27, but how do we go about hanging out, talking to them, Because uh, besides saying hello when you pass in the hallway or outside? I've made friends with many of my coworkers, but they are in their 40s and 50s and have kids and aren't always available to do things on nights and weekends, and my boyfriend friend works from home with one day in the office and isn't very connected with his team at work. We do travel to visit my friends and his friends, but we meet, we want to meet people in our area too. Where do we start? Why are adult friendships so hard to find? So what do we think? Uh, well, I mean the, the, I feel like meeting neighbors and stuff like that is if you put a little effort into it, it happens quite quickly. You know what I mean? Like I would just ask, you're in the elevator. I would just ask people where they get, you know, where's what's a good place to grab a drink in the neighborhood or. That's a good question. I mean, like, yeah, you're looking for thought starters when it comes to the neighbor thing, because, and, and this sounds very nerdy, but to be like, to write down like five questions you could ask in an elevator that, yeah. you know, like, Hey, we just moved to town where we just moved to town. Where can we get a drink? Have you got, have you seen any nice restaurants in the area? Um, and people, who are open talk and people who are closed don't talk like you you feel of and you and i can't that's the hard part i can't teach you how to feel a vibe but you have to feel a vibe um i would say to this person they said they're coming to my show in syracuse i think that's a good place to start um i I, and again like the apartment building people are good because 
and I, this is kind of how this is kind of the sad reality of things is like they, they are socioeconomically related to you. You guys are all paying similar rent, so you probably have a, a lot of similarities just generally. Job, yeah. career, all that stuff. Place in life. So you're going to get along. So you can kind of trust that. You come to my show, you go to a bar that's like near the club, you're going to see other people that are going towards the club or you sit at a table near people, you see them laughing. Hey, are you guys going anywhere after this? We're looking for a bar. We just moved to town. We're looking to go out. Are you guys going out? You seem like a fun couple. I mean, yeah. the... The hard part about this, I think being in a couple makes it easy because you're two people that like, they're like they're together. Like, I don't think people like their first thought is like, look at these swingers when the couple's being nice to them. That's oh, like, oh, absolutely. The, no. Yeah. They, they're thinking, oh, this couple is pretty cool. And if you go up and talk to another couple, like they're looking for friends too. They, they want to be, here's the thing. People who get in relationships want to still be cool and relevant and young. And when you get into a relationship, you feel like you're kind of out of the game because you're not at a bar, you're not with people, you're not like outwardly trying to meet people. And I think when couples meet each other, they're like proud of themselves. So you kind of have to trust that just like you, the other couple wants that thing to change in their life as well. Yeah, I think I totally, yeah. And I think people would love Especially, you know, you're in your 20s and you're living, you know, I think uh, they would love to have friends in the building. Yeah. So the building, you're coming to my show, you'll meet other couples there, go to a place that, and I think also going to a bar and hanging out at a bar. And I think that's something like when you get into a relationship and I've been there, like I would be like, it's like either we're here or dinner. It was very rare that you're like, let's just go to a bar and get fucked up together. Yeah, and I think that you, helps you. I think they should do that. 100%. I, I uh, you know, because we're at the cellar. Our social mm. life is at the cellar. But sometimes now, if I'm in my neighborhood, if I'm we're done at like early, I'll just grab a drink in my neighborhood. So I'm like, I should just know more. When I have friends visit or whatever, I'm like, where should we get a drink? The comedy cellar? Like, you know, I always just go to the cellar. So now I'm just going to bars and stuff in East Village. I always meet somebody. Just, hey, how's it going? You know what I mean? And then you've seen the person yes. twice. All of a sudden, you're like chatting or whatever. So they should just go, if there's local bars or lo like, you know, casual restaurants that have like a bar in their neighborhood, on a Wednesday, instead of just having a glass of wine and hanging out at home, go grab a drink, go have a beer. Totally. I, I, think, I think it's more, I think it's all about getting out as a couple and, yeah. and, and deciding, hey, we're having a night tonight that like when you're single you're like no dinner i'm drinking and i'll eat late late at night like that's a single person move yeah you have to i think as a couple to make friends you have to do more single person moves like hey fuck dinner night let's go out and get drinks at the local bar and and like you know see what happens yeah totally j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com here with Phil Hanley at Phil Hanley on at Phil M Hanley on Instagram. Yeah. Go follow, go follow. Let's do one more. And then we'll get to some screenshot emails. Is that okay with you? Yeah, let's do it, man. Okay. Guy needs dating advice about TikTok. Okay. Jared, been a fan of yours since the TFM days. I'm writing you this podcast as opposed to you up. So I won't be in one of those fuckboy or nah segments. Okay. 
My girlfriend and I have been together for three years. Everything was hunky-dory until TikTok came around. That's right, TikTok. My girlfriend's pretty prominent on TikTok with 100K-plus subscribers. Wow, tell her to post about Phil's show. Uh, <laughs> Please. She will, she will often participate in these TikTok trends that involve, her ma- involve making fun of the quote-unquote loser boyfriend in a lighthearted way. The first couple were funny, but my breaking point was when she participated in the show me how you know your boyfriend won't cheat on you tag. I remember this one. It was like, show me how your boyfriend won't cheat on you. And then it was like showing him being like, like it would be, and then the girl would like show her boyfriend being like, you see, this is my action figures. And I, and, yeah, and, yeah. and like, yeah. you know, like, like it was like a, and he had no idea. And listed yeah. some of my quirky hobbies and the fact that I'm five, seven. Ooh, low blow. Oh yeah. Literally. Uh, she, also fo- <laughs> she also follows TikTok trends about quote unquote, rewarding your boyfriend with sex. If he doesn't quote, fill in the blank. I have talked to a couple friends we have, and they think I'm overblowing this. My girlfriend insists I'm being controlling. Her friends have started to lightly tease me about this stuff. My question is, am I crazy for considering dumping her? I know clowning men when it comes to dating on social media is in vogue because of male privilege, but is she taking it too far? Well, this is an interesting question, and I love that he brought it here because this is the no judgment zone. And what do you think, Phil? He's he's the doof. He's he's the, he's the butt. He's the the Brent butt of these jokes. You know this is crazy. <laughs> I think I think the like your quirky hobbies or whatever now are is considered cool. Like, but I think if you're um, and I'm not saying you should be, but if you're self conscious because you're five seven or self conscious about whatever, and that's being brought up. I think you could politely say like, hey, if it's something you know I'm a little bit insecure about, and we all have insecurities, maybe don't do one, you know, making fun of that. Listen, I, I, there is a line, you know, that, that has to be, listen, I've been in relationships and there's a line and I've crossed the line and I felt bad about it and I've admittedly made mistakes. I think... What you're saying is exactly what I'm saying right now. Like she has to admit there's mistakes that could be made. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean. Like she had she like the friends teasing you. Say just saying your blanket controlling isn't really fair. But now let me let me give another point of view that maybe he's not that he's not acknowledging because she has a hundred thousand followers. I don't think someone gets a hundred thousand followers for just doing boyfriend trends. They're probably pretty hot. You know, like that's kind of the 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 TikTok world and the way to get a following is to do these trends. And, and it's the reason TikTok is a little bit depressing. Like Instagram, if you're hot, you're an Instagram model. You know, like you, you you're just a model. Yeah. Like, and, and you can post pictures and that's great. TikTok and it kind of gets depressing as someone who like creates jokes and doesn't really I don't do the trends normally like when I'm on TikTok I'm not like looking for the next trend to be like let me get in on this like if anything I want to make fun of the trend but what works on TikTok is repetitive you have to just repeat the joke and do it in your own way so what ends up happening is you know show me 
you know, show me how your boyfriend won't leave me. You do that. And the ones, you know, there's funny ones that happen. And then the ones that have hot people genuinely do better. Just by virtue of you are an account that men want to keep looking at or women want to keep looking at or whatever. So I think the part of this, and we're getting the symptom, not the cause. Part of this is he might be looking very jealous of other men interacting with her page and kind of piling on of him. He's being a loser. Like, it's hard not to read the comments that are like, yeah, leave that chump. I'm pretty awesome. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, I think there's, I think there's, uh, I think there's two things then there's a line, but then there's also being confident and knowing that that's likely not going to happen, or at least I think you want to establish a line and then be a good sport. That's the hardest part. And I do understand like when someone says you're being controlling and that is, a defense mechanism because there's no denying that, yeah. you know, like, and, and I don't know, maybe he is being a controlling. I, you know, I'm just saying there's a very large gray area that we're talking about that, you know, did you say to her, Hey, it hurt my feelings when you fucking made fun of me for being five, seven, you know, I have an issue with that. Yeah. And she's like, stop being so controlling. That's not really great. Now, no. if you said these men are, you're going to end up leaving me for these guys that comment. That's a little, now that's a different thing. Now that that's not a good look on you. No. Again, there's a spectrum to this. That's very difficult to kind of advise on. I'm just saying, I don't, you know, and I do understand. And she, he writes, I know clowning on men when it comes to dating on social media is in vogue because of male privilege. Like he's acknowledging what works on these, on TikTok. What works is repeating other jokes that aren't yours and being hot and clowning on punching, you know, punching down or punching up. So like punching up, meaning punching someone who's more privileged than you. So it's an interesting question, but I don't, I think he has to differentiate between is he being jealous or is he being, you know, is he being unacknowledged as another person with feelings? Yeah. It's hard. I mean, no. the friends getting into it. I, I her friends have started to lightly tease me. That's a disrespect of you. Like I don't like that. Like the the fact that this is gone, that she's told the friends enough to like make fun of you about it. Like, or are they making fun of you yeah. because you're the doof boyfriend? Like I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, it's I I I under, I feel his pain, and and I think you you summed it up. There's there's her there's him actually being controlling, or there's her just being dismissive and being like, oh, you're being controlling and not really yeah, evaluating. And that's really hard when, you know, the feedback from everyone, you know, uh, when the feedback from her and her friends are the same. But it's like, you know, there's a point where it's like, yeah, well, good luck without your boyfriend. Like, And also, like, listen, you got to you, some people change. They get 100,000 followers all of a sudden. I'm the star. I mean, I've kind of noticed it with some of the TikTok people. They They remind me a little bit of child stars. You know, they're like, because they're starting to like even break down. Like you can tell the way that like a lot of them are starting to have like breakdowns on TikTok and you're like, what is happening? You know, like, yeah, because they're also on TikTok. You're expected if you want to become a big uh, account on there, 
I have been told post three times a day. Can you imagine three times, like three times a day and then doing the thing that works again and again and again. And doofy boyfriend is working for her. So she's doing it again and again. So she's more, you know, so I can understand that she's more inclined. You know, you can get addicted to the drug of the algorithm. So, and when you're addicted to something, you don't think of other people's feelings. No. You know, someone who's addicted to heroin doesn't give a shit about what their mom thinks. That's someone who's addicted 100%. to 100,000 followers and is like, doofy boyfriend works. Well, doofy boyfriend it is. You better stop being controlling because this is working for me. Yeah. I, I mean, the more I think about it, the more on his side I am because he's the emailer. But I'm also, he has to be aware of, am I just being jealous? I, I would, you got to start talking to your friends. I mean, her friends are irrelevant. I, they're, they might be as addicted to her 100,000 followers as she is. Yeah. Yeah. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. The best way to think about therapy is through analogies. We get oil changes for our cars to prevent bigger issues down the road. We see the doctor and go to the gym to take care of our bodies and prevent injury and disease. We do chores regularly to avoid a messy house. Therapy is the same exact thing, but for your mental health people this is such an opportunity because right now the hardest part about getting to therapy is getting to therapy who do you go to do you have the time do you want to leave the house better help is going to help you through all of that because it's an easier way to get in front of a professional going to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you it means you're investing in yourself and to keep your mind healthy better help is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and JTrain listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash JTrain. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash JTrain. Betterhelp.com slash JTrain. The JTrain podcast is thrilled to announce our new sponsor, ButcherBox. Ooh, when you have high quality meats... It tastes so much better and it fills you. It nourishes you. You're a smart consumer. You want to know where your clothes are made, who roasts your coffee beans, and that your produce is locally sourced. And what about your meat? When it comes to meat, quality matters. And when you invest in high-quality meat, the benefits go way beyond a great-tasting meal. ButcherBox sources their meat from partners with the greatest, with the highest standards. Take the guesswork out of finding the best quality meat from the grocery store. Now you can get 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, or wild-caught seafood delivered right to you. I got the butcher box meats. It is unreal. It is so good. I'm cooking it in my apartment. It's delicious, great dinners, healthy, good stuff that's going to feel good when you eat it. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meats right to your home. It's the best of farm-fresh living right to you. No antibiotics and or, or had hormones. This is great. Plus, you can customize your box, pick from a great selection of chicken, beef, pork, or seafood, or go with one of their curated kits. Either way, you get exactly what you want. Free shipping for the continental U.S. And, and I'm telling you right now, I'm a, I'm from a family if you if, that we grill all year long. 
If you're if you're going to grill through the winter, you got to get involved with ButcherBox. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members a 10 to 16 pound turkey free in their first box. What? You're going to want to gobble up this offer. Just go to butcherbox.com slash JTrain to sign up. That's butcherbox.com slash JTrain to receive a free turkey in your first box. ButcherBox, the search for quality meats ends here. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Here with Phil Hanley. New York City, baby. He's doing two tapings of his special. They're going to be the same. You tape it twice so that you get it once. So go, go, go. Everyone go. The Commissar, November 16th, 8 and 10 p.m. Go to those shows. Okay, you ready? Let's read this one. I love this email. You ready? Well, it's ready called Engagement Emergency. Feather, feather. I'm a big fan of all your work to the point that I worry I must annoy you by now by by how much. Uh, hold on, let me start this again. For some reason, this came up. This came up as one of those emails ago. Okay, ready? Let's do it. Engagement emergency. Good evening, Jared. Feather, feather. I'm a big fan of all your work to the point that I worry I must annoy you by how much of your content I comment on slash interact with. <laughs> You're not annoying at all. My question is a lot less serious than most of the ones you answer, but I need some help. So my girlfriend and I are planning on getting engaged soon. We are gay and we both, well, who better than two straight dudes to help two gay women with their issues? I got this. We got, (laughs) we, we both have engagement rings for each other. I was wondering how that would work. We talked about it and she wants to propose first. I know she's been planning it for a while, but has had to adjust her plan for some timing related reason unbeknownst to me. Originally, we were going to be engaged before Thanksgiving, but now she is telling me she will do it between December and February because of a scheduling issue. The problem is I don't know if this is true. We're planning a trip to Austin in November Oh, Phil's got some shows. Maybe that could, maybe this was all part of the plan. Yeah, this is it. I could be part of the proposal. <laughs> and because I used to live there, I would love to propose to her sometime there that is super special to me. I think she would be okay with it if I proposed first if it was really cute and a huge surprise. But I'm getting suspicious that maybe she is actually planning to propose in Austin that weekend, so I don't want to try and propose to try to propose if that's what she's going to do here's a text between me and my sister when i was trying to get her to help uh me and spill the tea but i'm just even more confused obviously at the end of the day i don't care how it happens i just want to marry her because she's the best person i've ever met but what should i do should i plan to propose while we're in austin in november or should i just chill out and let her go first screenshots of my convo with my sister attached please help a wise one so let's read the screenshot ready I'll be her, you be her sister. Oh shit, J Train, I'm such a bad reader. Let me, let me, give me, okay, sorry. Oh, here we go. This is okay. yellow. Wait, you gave me two. It's called. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Here we go. Engagement emergency screenshots is included. So, so what this color is, am I? You're black. I'm blue. Oh, good. That's less reading. Okay. Yes, Tell I got everybody. You. I'm dyslexic. Phil's dyslexic, so excuse his reading. Okay. Okay. Go. Okay. So she. This is a text exchange she had with her sister when she was trying to like get some info. It feels like. Okay. Are you are you the the woman who sent the email? I'm the sister. Yes. You're the sister. Okay. I'm the sister. Okay. Okay. 
She writes, nothing's wrong, LOL. I just need help. Anna and I are talking about going to Austin the weekend of November 13th. She's just going to miss you. Uh, And I'm thinking I'd like to surprise her and propose to her there. But I don't want to mess it up if she's planning to propose there. And I know she wants to propose first. So if she will not have proposed by then, I have to decide if I should try to do it and surprise her at that point, LOL. But I can't trust anyone to tell me the truth. Uh, I thought she told mom and I that she did not want to propose to you until after November 15th. And I remember thinking that was weirdly specific, but yeah, so maybe you should wait. LOL, that's not terribly helpful, but fine. Jesus, didn't you go to law school? Oh, sorry. You should wait. You idiot. Oh, Jesus Christ. You, uh, how helpful was that? Yeah. Okay. So let me just tell this person. I love that she wrote in. She's nervous. She's excited. She's scared. I get it. Do not propose to your girlfriend. You have made, if anything I've learned, and you said you went to law, like your sister's telling you, I think it's going to happen in Austin. I the and the the idea that the place is special to you, I but I don't know. But the most important part is that you guys have established rules. You said you agreed yeah. to her proposing first. Stick with the first rule. The first rule on the board is the most important rule. No running at the pool. Then it's don't pee in the pool. Okay, running is more important than peeing because running gets people more hurt than peeing. You know, this is yeah. rule. You start, this is like um, like in math when it's like the, the PEMDAS, like the order of how to do the equation. Don't yeah. you think? I think, and it's like, it's like you just wait. Because also, first off, it's such a positive thing. The whole thing's very positive. Yeah. Just don't get in the way. Just sit back. <laughs> You're about to get proposed to someone who you describe as the best person you've ever met. Uh, and you said, I don't even care as long as we just get married. So stop caring. You're getting married. It's going enjoy. to happen. Enjoy. Do not, do not ruin Austin by sitting and being like, is it going to happen now? Is it going to happen now? And then you're in a bad mood on the flight home. Just enjoy Austin and enjoy everything else. And um, talk to your sister about her attitude. I, <laughs> I think you have to live in the land of let it happen. Especially when you yes. know it's going to happen. Like, let the world come at you. Happen. Get on the roller coaster. Enjoy the ride. Go to Austin. If it doesn't happen there, it's going to happen. But you have agreed. And you agreed with a woman you love and trust. So keep yeah. loving and trusting them. Like I, And I know why she's worried. Like, it's all new. She doesn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and But the idea that she said Austin is a very special place to me. And, she, and then her sister is, like, trying not to ruin the surprise. Like... Your, your sister is doing you the nicest favor in the world being yes, like, yeah. just let, she's trying to get you to enjoy life and you're going, and she can't spell it out anymore. No. So now you've emailed us and you've had us explain to you like, it's going to fucking happen. Just sit there yeah. and, and, and you'll get to, and here's the other thing. Sure. Austin would be a great idea for how you would be special to you. There will be other special moments for you to propose to. You'll figure it out. And if Austin's that special to you, maybe you do another trip to Austin where you propose. But but maybe this will get Austin out of your system and you you, you have another thing that's special to you too. Yeah. Let it happen. 
Let it happen. Yeah. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Phil Henley. Let's do one more. I sent you one more email. Is that okay? Yeah, totally. So am I reading the, the yellow or the white? Hold on. Let me just find it. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. I'll do the yellow, but okay. Okay. This one's called, what's the right way to be, what's the right way to be told he has a kid? Okay. Jared, feather, feather. Huge fan of the pod. Got an interesting Bumble message the other day and had, just had to hear your opinions on it. This guy I was chatting with randomly blurted out that he has a child. I was very thrown off and got to thinking how I would prefer to find how I would prefer to find out. I'm not comfortable dating someone with a child at the moment, but I honestly was more just so turned off by the way he told me about it. I think it's better to have it on your profile, but this person seemed to think that people don't look at the profile and may miss it. Is this true? What's the right way to be told this? See screenshots uh, attached for reference. Since we were having a couple conversations at once, I circled the messages about this, uh, about his kid. No need to read the other messages. May confuse the issue. Ha ha. Okay, so let's get to the part about his kid. So I'll, I'll read them for us, okay? So I'll okay. read him in these situations. All right. So they're having a long conversation, and then at the end of it, he writes, also, sorry for big delay in responding. I have a daughter who is almost three and have, to ha- and have, her, for, and have her here for a couple hours on Wednesday nights. And then she writes... Oh, you have a daughter? Wow, that's a pretty big deal. Care to tell me more? It's okay if you don't feel comfortable sharing, but I'm curious since you brought her up. Sorry about dropping the daughter on you. Ha. I had it in my profile and realized no one reads it, and I always brought it up to be safe anyways. I have no problem telling more, and I'm open, an open, and I'm an open book. Feel free to ask any questions, but my daughter turns three in December. She's adorable and awesome. Her name is Blank, and she lives here uh, with her mom most of the time, and I have her about 30% of the time, which is kind of uh, standard uh, for a dad. I'm divorced and separated about two and a half years from my ex-wife, but we finally legally divorced in July since it took a while uh, to figure out custody, etc. And then she writes, hey, sorry for the delayed response. Thanks for sharing. So wonderful that you have that time with her. If I'm being honest, though, I'm not really interested in seeing someone with a child. Please don't take it personally. I'm just not ready for that. I wish you the best, though. And then he writes, no problem at all. Appreciate your honesty. Take care. Phil, what do you think of this interaction? Do you think anything was done wrongly? No, I, I question, I, I've never used uh, dating sites, but I question why you wouldn't have it in your profile if you're going to, and then you're bringing it up anyway. To me, well, it seems like that's here, it, weird. I, so I guess there's two ways to think about it. He doesn't have it in the profile because it was he felt he was getting less matches. Nope. And yeah, that's the reality. I would think that's so, so, so he either knows that he either saw that he goes, how can I, he, he either felt I'm not getting a lot of matches. I need more. Let me take out the kid part. See how yeah. it goes. Let's, yeah. let's, let's start at that. Um, and I would say that has a lot to do more with the drug of a dating app than it does deceiving people for sex in a way because of the yeah. way he brought it up Absolutely. the way he brought he could have hooked up he they could have gone on a few dates and then he could have which i had happened to me really yes and, and what you so you hooked up with this woman and then she goes i have a kid 
I dated a woman. We ended up dating. I ended up loving the kid more than I loved the woman I was yeah. dating. But uh, eventually the relationship was, I shouldn't say it like that, but the relationship was troubled. But I had such a strong bond with the kid that I think it extended the relationship. You know, the well, woman I had some problems. But yeah, we went but out. That's that's the issue. Yeah. And we went out. We probably went out two or three times. And it was like, you know, we really connected and had a nice time. And we're like, you know, spending nights at each other's places. And I'm such a naive Canadian. I mm -hmm. went to her house and there were toys. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you have toys. Toys. And she said, I collect toys. And I was like, oh, a toy collector. See, that's the thing. That's deceitful. Yeah, that yeah. person's like, yeah, I'm, I'm really into Marvel. Like, what? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, mean, I collect toys and diapers and change tables. And uh, yeah. So Dude. I believed her because I had just met someone coincidentally that did collect like vintage toys. Okay. Now, I didn't realize who's going to collect the most recent Fisher price thing or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. Um, yeah. So we dated a few times and then she came out and said, yeah, I have a, I have a, 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 a child. See, to me, that's very different than this situation. Like Absolutely, I, yeah. I, and again, like right and wrong. I do like, if I'm going to give, you know, let's take him at his word. He, at his word, he's looking at profiles in the way men look at profiles. He's like, I never look to see if they have a kid, so why would they, they – they must not be looking at mine. And it's like, okay, fine, but that's a very um, – it's a very like kind of I, – I, I don't think you're a very aware person if you're, if you're thinking of profiles and, you know, in the way you think of them or whatever. I do think – he thought I'm getting not I'm not getting a lot of matches. Let me take this information out so I can have a conversation. But he is telling you before going on the date. I can see. I think she, this the emailer. She needs to be empathetic of that position. And I I think like the idea that you've been strung along before meeting. I think that's something that comes from disappointment from dating apps in general. And I think you're being hard on him. He did bring it up in a way that was like a little drop to be yeah. like, he gave you the opportunity. Now I could understand where she would say, but you put me in a position where I had to dump you and look like the bad guy. And I, that position I would say, yeah, but that's called having a difficult conversation and being an adult. And he was very nice when you said it, he said, thanks for being honest. And it's like, yeah. so to me, there's no harm, no foul in how this happened here. But I think also, it goes back to the addiction of dating apps. Like he he's taking out having a kid in his dating app because he wants more matches. He wants the dopamine drip from getting a match. He wanted to be in the game. She is getting upset by it, or I'm not going to say, I don't think she's upset, but I think she's asking if it's wrong because she has been, you know, she's getting mad at dating apps in general and how you know, you, you meet someone, you know, everyone on here doesn't talk. And then finally you talk to someone, you have a great conversation. Then you, then you find out that they were a liar. And it's like, well, no, he put in the information when he needed to put it in. Yeah. And to me, if you had gone on a date, it would have been totally different to find out on a date that is deceitful or to find out after a date. Yeah. Well, to find out while you're climbing over their 
toy closet on your way out after having sex. Like that's a different story. Yeah. yeah. And that'll be a scene <laughs> in my biopic, but yeah. Um, yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Phil Hanley. Thank you for coming on. This is fantastic. Dude. Thank you. It's always so fun. I don't know. I've done it three or four times. It's always a blast. Always great having you. Everyone go follow Phil at Phil M. Hanley on Instagram. November 16th, he's taping a special at the Comedy Cellar. Go get tickets right now. Get your reservations. November 19th through 20th, it's going to be in Austin at the Vulcan Gas Company. I'm Jared Free. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. We'll be back next episode. Boom.